When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the PHNX Cardinal podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review anywhere you get your podcasts. I'm Johnny Venerable here live at the NFL Combine, joined as always by the GM Saul Bookman as we are completing, almost completing, almost our vigorous week of, of work and attention to detail for you, America, <laughs> here at PHNX Cardinals. But in all seriousness, it's Friday night and this place is dead. I've had a lot of serious conversations today. I'm very much looking forward to this goofy one. Well, this is very serious. This is a very serious <laughs> show, the most serious show on our network of shows. Um, because today we're going to talk. Is it though? Yes, it's very serious. Have you seen? Very... Uh, have you seen some of the other shows? No, I don't watch anything but our it's show. So, like the Coyote Show, like they're so serious. Like Leah is so serious sometimes. Producer Leah. Yeah, yeah, she, she, yeah, she gives me serious vibes when we I, when we talk and I, you know, try to have some fun. She's giving me dirty looks right now. Yeah. I'm like, Leah, loosen up, <laughs> hang out. Producer Leah is about to cut this stream short. Uh, but here, here's here's what we're coming to talk about today. It's in the thumbnail title. Uh, news broke this morning via Adam Schefter, among other sources. Amari Cooper is likely to be released from the Dallas Cowboys. They are doing the old Rodney Hudson deal where leaking it out they're going to cut a player and then maybe they find a trade partner although it seems unlikely considering he's due 20 million in guarantees this year um initial reactions to that and then we'll talk about arizona's potential connection to the whole thing i just think it's comical that they went after amari got amari and then they gave ezekiel this big ass extension yeah and ezekiel elliott is done (laughs) he is he's done like and he's going to cost you would you say $30 million if they cut him? Well, he's... $30 money in money and dead money. Yes. And so, basically, with Zeke's contract, he's due $18 million against the cap this year, 12 of which is guaranteed. So, they can't cut him. It's an immovable contract. Mm. And so, by essentially doing this with Amari, they are picking Amari Cooper, or excuse me, they're picking Zeke over Amari Cooper. On top of this, it shows you that this deal is, is probably going to happen. They're closing into a contract with Michael Gallup, who's coming off a torn ACL. So you figure he, Cedric Wilson, CeeDee Lamb, they'll run it back next mm-hmm. year. Amari appears like he is done in Dallas. Like that tells me definitively if they're bringing back Gallup, it's over. Yeah. Yeah, it's over. But, uh, you know, their loss is somebody's gain. Could it be the Cardinals the game? I'm saying, though. So, okay. I mean, let's just picture this, Johnny. Let's just picture this. Okay. All right. There's an offseason. Listen, Steve Keim, as much as people love to hate on him, and mostly for the draft, they mostly hate him because of the draft. I think all for the draft. Yeah. His free agent picks have been fantastic. You can't argue, like, the free agency stuff. Like, they've made some shrewd decisions that have worked out, and they've taken some gambles that some have worked out and some haven't. But they have risked it to get the biscuit, if you will. And, uh, you know, just so just picture this. You know, everybody's upset right now because of how this Kyler thing has worked out. But let's just say they extended Kyler mm-hmm. and then they added Amari Cooper to the outside opposite D-Hop. Yeah. Then they didn't have to draft anybody. Yep. And somehow maybe you gave a fourth rounder up for a, a guy named Saquon Barkley. Oh, God. oh my God. This is not Would you fan- not be? This is not fantasy football. This is <laughs> real life. Would you not be on paper one of the best teams in the NFL? No, you would be. Oh, my God. You would be the Redskins, so the Washington amazing. football teams of many I'm already years there. Ago. I'm already thinking of it. I'm like on my desert island Lord help with us, my. 2023 version of the Cardinals no. ready to hoist that Lombardi trophy. Give here, it to me. Here, Okay, so I'm <laughs> pro Amari Cooper to Arizona, and I'll tell you why. Because I've gone through this all day. You, you even said, like... And then they signed J.C. Jackson? Oh, my no, God. This is not happening. Please don't <laughs> take this as all this is going to take place. The Cardinals have no money right now. First and foremost, we need to table set this for those of you who don't know via over the cap. They've got just under a million dollars. 
Now that's going to oh, change. Yeah. They're going to cut and restructure some guys. I did some maneuvering on the on the app this morning, and basically, if they cut six guys who are on the fence, they have like forty million dollars. There it is. Then they can also restructure. Oh my God, DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins last year mentioned he would restructure his contract for Julio Jones. Well, let's welcome Amari, who's younger, more productive than Julio right now. All right, so here's why I am pro Amari Cooper. I think that because you've extended Steve Kime. You are basically allowing him free reign to do these kind of things. I don't think you can trade for Amari Cooper with Steve Kime on the hot seat on a one-year deal. I think now that Steve Kime has security, this is the kind of move he's able to, to pull off. And I also think like we need to come to grips with the fact that Steve Kime is just not good at drafting certain positions, wide receiver being one of them, John Brown notwithstanding. Christian Kirk, I put it out there on Twitter, looks like he's going to get upwards of $12, $13 million per year. Cardinals aren't touching that. Right. For a guy who's never had a thousand yard season. Would you say a projection is four for 46, 46, 47. Um, and he's going to get it. He's got six, eight teams interested. Awesome for is Christian. He get that? Oh, absolutely. He's going to get oh that. Um, I don't. Steve Kime is not good at drafting receivers. OK, John outside of John Brown, who is his only one thousand yard receiver he's drafted. It's been a lot of Hakeem Butler's and Chad Williams and Andy Isabella's. And so he trades for. DeAndre Hopkins, great move. He signs AJ Green. That was a that was a productive move. Yeah, a lot of productive. Yeah, yeah, you got a lot for for the value. I think you just come to grips with. I can't draft this position right now. I'm going to go bring in a superstar. I'm going to bring in a Pro Bowler who, by the way, is only 27. I hear a lot of people in my mentions saw like, "We'll go get Calvin Ridley. He's younger." Actually, they're the same fucking age. Ooh. Calvin Ridley and Amari Cooper are both 27. Mm. They both came from Alabama. Mm. They were both first round picks. Mm. And Amari Cooper is the better better player unequivocally and i think you'd have to give up less or nothing as compared to atlanta who probably wanted like maybe a third round pick so that that is my selling pitch for those and again if you're worried about the cap you think the la rams give two shits about the salary cap they care about winning go look at overthecap.com. i'm going to give them a plug here we're not advertised by them or anything but it's a great site look at the teams with the most available cap space jaguars Miami Dolphins. Yeah, it's a lot of bad teams. The trash organizations. The teams at the bottom, like the Packers, for instance, have negative $26 million in cap space. I told you this morning, they're going to find a way to give Aaron Rodgers a new deal and Devontae Adams. It is a myth. If the Cardinals want to get serious, they bring in Amari Cooper. Hey, Rodgers is going to get 50. Yeah. He's going to get 50 a year. Yeah. And they're going to find somehow, some way, uh, find a way to, to pay Devontae Adams for sure. Hey, listen, man. Uh, Minister venerable was just preaching there for a second because yep. what he said was absolutely true they can always find a way to make some money uh move some money around to be able to make something like this happen yep um because hey, listen if you go after a mark cooper you're not going after him for one year two years you know what i mean like you're going after him for multiple years at least i would say on paper at least the duration of d hop's contract i would I would hope. Yeah. So that way you have that one-two punch for several I mean, years. In now, the comments, the, fits and bold in part two. Yeah. And, and then the other part is you have Rondale Moore, who is uh, a burner. Yeah. You know, allegedly. We didn't fucking see it this year. But, you know, yeah. allegedly he's a burner. And uh, and he could take the top off the defense. And yep. then you have, I mean, routes galore and no excuse yeah. if you are uh, Kyler Murray. Um, and then obviously the other pieces that you might be able to add via the draft or whatever, like who knows, like it just gives you a lot more freedom and flexibility to do other things on your team. Like, you know, if this should go down before the draft, being able to focus entirely on the defensive and offensive line yep. and shore those two places up, then you're in the ball game. You're talking Super Bowl aspirations once it, again. Absolutely. Um, Antoine Wesley, I expect back fourth receiver to those three names you just mentioned totally fine with that Saul and I actually had a front row seat last night oh, man. to the wide receiver workout on the field and uh, you guys have all seen it. it's one of the fastest groups in, in recent memory for this receiver class that doesn't per persuade somebody like Kime from taking a flyer on, on a day three receiver but then you don't expect as much out of them and if you hit it out of the park that's great yeah but I just there, there's going to be a lot of emphasis if they don't sign a receiver in free agency or trade for one you know that pick 23 you know, your boy Christian Watson, for instance, like if they were to take him out of North Dakota State, you're asking a lot of a guy who's played at the one AA level. I'm not into that, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not Sky Moore from, I believe, Western Kentucky, Western, Western Michigan. Western Michigan. Yep. I'm not into I can't do the lower tier programs with this organization anymore. And that I, I hope they go on and they're Hall of Fame players. 
But with this organization right now, you don't have the luxury of doing that. Listen, I, I hear what you're saying, but that would be my only pause on this whole Amari Cooper thing is that do you, do you hedge your bets and say, I'm willing to pay this much money when you do have some dudes out there that that can play at wide receiver and they've proven it. We and you, you talked about the lower levels, but let's talk about somebody like a Chris Olave. Yeah. Who, who, who people have projected to go anywhere from 12 to the second round. Yeah. Like it's all over the place with him. Or they did before. But yesterday. then he, yeah, but then he comes out and runs a four, two, nine and you're yeah. like, Oh shit, things have changed. Yeah. And his fluidity with catching the ball when they were running the gauntlet, like he was fantastic. You got a lot of different receivers that give you a variety of different things that you could, possibly fit into your system and let's hey why can't we draft amari cooper and still add somebody like that at the receiver position now you don't need to but if somebody that you absolutely love in this class is available go after it no one yeah and no one is saying that they can't um but it's just a lot of resources i do think you gotta exit this offseason with a bona fide number two to hopkins and Uh, i and that and that right now is not rondell moore it's it's just not Rondell Moore. Hopefully, will be a one A or or a high end number two, but we didn't see enough of him last year. Yeah, to to go into next year and say, well, Rondell's our number two. Yeah, you know, listen. Uh, I think you're talking about Jelani Woods. Is that what his name was? Yeah, Virginia. Yeah, uh, tight end. Uh, his measurables outstanding. Like the forty time, all that stuff. His actual on field performance, not good, not good. Uh, and it's coincidental. We were talking about DK Metcalf uh, earlier today, and Saul, uh, much to my dismay, was reading DK Metcalf's combine mm-hmm. numbers four three three forty. Then we started reminiscing about Andy Isabella, and it just it, ran a again, four three one forty. He did, and again, Isabella had very minimal flags. Uh, but then you just you put the two athletes next to each other, and it's a no contest. But it just it, again just reinforces my point of okay, then this is a guy in Steve Kime. Got a lot of flaws, but a lot of positives. Just can't draft receivers, right? And so I that doesn't mean he won't hit on one eventually. That's not what I'm saying. But play to your strengths, right? He can draft pass rushers. He drafted Hassan Reddick. He drafted Marcus Golden. He can draft secondary players. He found Buda Baker, Tyron. He can draft running backs. Receiver, it's a it's a little bit of an issue. And so that just that gives me adequate pause for this for this class that I think you know, is going to have some uncertainty after assuming some of these top five guys go, because I expect Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave to go before the Cardinals. You know, we'll see about your boy Watson. Well, Landon will probably go before them all. Yep, absolutely. Uh, London Drake of uh, USC, who yeah, hasn't yeah, worked out. He's, he's coming off injury. And then it's like, okay, a lot of people have mentioned, so yeah. like, we'll just take Jamison Williams. Well, he's coming off an ACL. He would miss a large duration of your offseason. Tra- Trevlon Burke who we both love his tape, did not have a good week, right? And likely will be there from the University of Arkansas at pick 23. So there are a lot there are a lot of risks right now. Also, there, there's there's quite a bit of depth at the receiver position as there well. Are, so yeah. we can even talk about a Christian Watson, Watson possibly dropping down to that second round to the Cardinals as well. You yeah. just never know. So listen, let's go back to Amari Cooper let's do it. for a second. Amari Cooper joining this franchise um, is yet another shrewd move that would, uh, you know, reinvigorate this fan base. Yeah. I'm telling you what, if Steve Kahn doesn't know, if he doesn't know anything, he does know this. He knows how to manipulate a fan base into feeling good about their team again. Yeah. Like, let's be real. Did it with and, J.J. Watt last year. And, and they've done it year after year, D-hop the year before. Like, like there's just so much uh, he knows about trying to make moves. And uh, I think there's a little bit of time that feels like, you know what, we will, we will take on what, somewhat of an identity of what the Rams did. Like if you have the capital and you can trade it away for quality assets in return, take the gamble and do it. Yeah. And that, and I think that's fine. Like we know what Amari Cooper brings to the table and he's a valuable receiver, not the, the price, the, the price range that that Dallas was going to have to pay him. Okay, cool. But for the Cardinals uh, being able to make something happen and really, shore up this wide receiver core and instead of having to find another veteran who's kind of on a one-year deal um like aj green now you're you have a bona fide number two yeah and more importantly we saw what happened to this offense when d hop went down if he ever should go down or one of them go down you still have a viable option 
on the opposite side. And that's the thing that I'm going to go back to more than anything else. Yep. We saw this disastrous offense this year without D-Hop in the fold. And even Cliff Kingsbury this week talked about he did a piss-poor job of manu- uh, manufacturing a game plan without D-Hop involved, understanding that they don't have the assets and the skill players that they might have thought that they had because dudes always look different. Listen, the Bulls looked different when they had Michael Jordan on, on the team. Yep. You know what I'm saying? You take that dude off, and they all look like bums. Yep. Like, that's what happened with this Cardinals team. They took Michael Jordan off, which is D-Hop, and everybody else was like, oh, shit, back to life, back to reality. Back to, and you can't do that. Back to the bottom of the Eastern Conference and back to the bottom of the NFC West if the Cardinals don't get aggressive. I do like the idea of maybe pursuing a trade if if you be willing to for Dallas to, to take a day three pick very similar to what you did with Rodney Hudson, because there were rumblings Saul that, that Rodney Hudson wanted to go to Kansas city. That's where he started his career. Um, his allegiances were. Mm-hmm. So the Cardinals said, okay, we probably can't court this guy on the open market. Let's trade a third round pick for him. So it's like, okay, if you're the Cardinals, do you go to Dallas and say, okay, we'll, we'll absorb that 20 million this year and we'll, we'll roll the dice next year, but we get him this year. And we'll give up a fourth round pick. Is that something you'd be interested in doing? Oh man, I I, I don't think so because twenty million is a lot. But I feel like you're you're gonna have to pay him close to that yearly on the open market. When DeAndre DeAndre Hopkins is making twenty five million dollars this year and twenty seven next year. So if I'm Mark Cooper, I'm like, okay, I'm not D Hop, but you got to pay me close to market value of twenty million. Um, so if let's say it's 18 million, somebody's going to give him a three or four year deal, 18 million per 18 is okay. Um, but, but, but one year commitment at 20 is better than four years, 18. I okay. Okay. I mean, that's still a lot of coin for your receiver. Uh, that's, that's, that's like almost damn near $50 million for a pair of receivers. Um, they, they, and then you might have to pay your franchise quarterback 40. So you got 90 wrapped up in three players, but three of your best players. That's what oh. I argue. Ooh. Three of your best players could be so, tough because Kyler and, and DeAndre Hopkins are their are their two best players right now, and including Buda Baker. Those are their three best players on the team. So it's like, oh yeah, that that's who should get the money. That's who we should be paying. Now, what I would say, if if they were to get him off of a release in Dallas, this this may not mean much to a lot of people. The Cardinals sign Amari Cooper if he's cut. They would not owe a compensatory pick or give up a compensatory pick. It would be very similar to what happened with J.J. Watt last year, and this is coming around the same time, so so maybe it's POAC. So on the record, pro Amari Cooper or not? Yes. Yes. Million percent. Million percent, as am I. Now, do we think it's going to, to be likely? This is a time time special. I believe this is something that this, the Cardinal franchise has been known to do under Kime, but they're going to have a lot of competition. It's a great player, and he hasn't even been released yet. But if you missed the top of the show, it looks like Michael Gallup is returning to Dallas which means Amari Cooper's days in Big D appear to be numbered. What is not numbered, though, uh, is your time to sign up for UFC 272, which takes place tomorrow when Covington and Mazdaval step into the octagon this Saturday. The DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the UFC, has a knockout offer for new customers. Bet just $1 on the main event and get $100 in free bets no matter what. First round knockout, you get paid. Majority draw, you get paid. Double knockout resulting in a no contest. Yep, you guessed it. You get $100 in free bets no matter what the outcome is. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit, withdraw your cash whenever you want. 21 and over Arizona-only gambling problem. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEPS. New customer only. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for more details. My DraftKings pick of the week that I love tonight, Philadelphia off of three straight is hosting the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Cavaliers getting seven and a half. Take Cleveland as the road dog plus seven and a half. I still think Philly wins. The Cavaliers are a good team. And at some point, James Harden's got to have a bad game for Philadelphia. Well, right? James Harden is a fraud anyway, so we can move <laughs> along. You know who's not a fraud because he just got paid? Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury, who we had an opportunity to connect with here at the NFL Combine, albeit brief, he did. we did congratulate him on his new contract has been making the rounds ever since uh, his record. I, w- I was going to say his record-setting contract. I don't even know what his contract he is. He kept wanting to talk about Carson Palmer, which I was like, bro, I'm trying to talk about you. Yeah. Why are you talking about Carson He's Palmer? He's deflecting. Because I had seen him at the Senior Bowl in 2001 when I was stationed in, in, in the Panhandle, or 2002 when I was stationed in the Panhandle. 
And uh, I said, I saw you at the senior bowl, you know, and, and he was like, yeah, but Carson Palmer got all the shine. And like he just kept talking about Carson. I was like, bro, I'm talking about you. Cliff Kingsbury's in the news, and he was on Pat McAfee's show, who was actually here in Indianapolis as well. Everybody was here earlier this week. And Cliff, as you could imagine, had a lot to say on Kyler Murray. The relationship is great. And, and you know, Steve and I literally banked our careers on him. When you take a guy number one and trade away a top 10 pick from the year before that's never been done, I mean, you're all in. And, and everybody understands that. And the business is the business, and um, we're just working through it right now. What do you think happened when D-Hop got hurt? Cause that guy's a fucking yeah that that yeah. dude animal and even he plays he, hurt too right yeah, like that's yeah. the thing he he is one of the most competitive humans I've ever been around and he wants to ball every single play and he's open every single play <laughs> just so you know but um, when he went out I I think it, it just changes the way people play you you know I probably should have done a better job adjusting the offense but he is uh, he's a weapon whether it's inside outside man he, he's a difference maker do you think uh, play calling you've gotten better managing you've gotten better do you think every, every all aspects of coaching gotten better and what do you think you still need to kind of dial it in because you are still young in this game yeah I'd say all of it um, you know you try and get better every day but it, the, the NFL game is drastically different just the schematics of it the size of the field all these things I'm still um, oh you know, the size of field hash marks yeah, hash, hash marks the way you can do things and the tempo, you know, guys, you can get them going pretty fast, but the pros don't want to go as fast as college we're kids, adults, right? Dude. <laughs> right? Yeah, we're adults, Like 12-year pros <laughs> trying to get them to line up in the ball. But, um, no, I think the biggest thing is just continuing to um, figure out how you can maximize each team each year. You know, you got to just practice plans. you got to do different things. Uh, how do you motivate them differently? And um, each group is, is vastly different. A great accent. I mean that. Yeah, I mean, it is, so jealous. It is. It used to be super heavy, super Texan. Well, did you have to get rid of that? No, I think it's just naturally living everywhere. Yeah, it's a little hard to tell. Uh, it's a little harder from telling an 18-year-old, you know, get your ass on the line and, and let's run. Yeah. Uh, versus like uh, I don't know, Justin Pugh. Like yeah, that's <laughs> a, a far different. Uh, listen, Cliff. Uh, this is probably one of the first times we've all gotten an opportunity to, to see Cliff in this environment. Yep. Um, relaxed, mm-hmm. cool, smooth. Yep. Like he, 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 listen, he's, he's in a good place right now. He just got an extension. Yeah. Uncle Cliff, he's in the house for a while. Yeah. Like, okay, cool. Uh, the, the, the thing that I did, I, I did find refreshing and I know people like to bag on coaches or bag on people because they know that they either made an error or, or, like they they know their deficiencies but won't fix it. I do like the fact that he admitted that he had basically fucked this up. Yeah. Um. Because somebody had to take had to fall on the sword. And he's the only one in the organization that's done that's done that so far. Yeah. I mean they they always say coach speak. You know, like yeah, we got to do a better job at this. We got to do a better job of this. And we got like he t- Cliff has said we got to identify this and we got to get it corrected. Well, what does corrected mean? Yeah. That's the first time I've ever heard what the correction could possibly be. Yep. Him being better at coming up with a scheme that's going to identify how to take advantage of defenses when D-Hop is not on the field. And that's something that he could get better at. I think he identified a lot of that stuff. Um, just looking back at tape for the last two months, um, and and I, that makes me feel much better about Cliff Kingsbury and his mindset. And more importantly – his identifying and trying to find ways to be a better coach mm-hmm. offensively because that's what his bread and butter is supposed to be. You know, it's funny. We we had Steve Keim earlier at the Combine talk about, you know, COVID restrictions playing a part in, like, the lack of development for Xavier Collins and Isaiah Simmons. And a lot of people are mad that, uh, you know, Kyler Murray's not taking accountability, right? I mean, to, to me, Cliff Kingsbury has – He's, he's an imperfect coach on the field. We get mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. But off the field, I mean, he represents the organization well. He is not he's not a joke that I think a lot of people made him out to be coming from Texas Tech. For a guy who dates um, some some well-known women, yeah. uh, he is not in the news very often, no. and he stays pretty low-key. Suppo- supposedly, again, people roll their eyes at this incredibly hard worker. Um, you know, he's well-respected, I know, within the Cardinal organization. Clearly, he got this extension. After the team went five and one down the stretch, and you may argue, well, this has more to do about I, the Cardinals and their standards. But th- this Michael Bidwell looks at Cliff Kingsbury as a huge asset. I have heard on multiple occasions that he will be the first one in the building and the last one to leave. Yeah. Sometimes so much so that Michael Bidwell himself has said, like, Cliff, go home. Yeah. Like, this can wait till the morning. Like, and, and that's that's great. And, and uh, listen, 
I think there's also something to be said here. I think everybody, or at least, you know, most people have gotten into positions right now that maybe they felt like they desperately wanted. Yep. But then when they got them, they felt like maybe they not not in over their head, but maybe they felt like a little bit of a imposter syndrome. Yeah. And you can't tell me that Cliff Kingsbury at some point didn't feel that yeah. being in the NFL, hearing everything that he was being told, hearing guys like Stephen A. Smith talking about how he doesn't deserve to be an NFL head coach, uh, you know, and and all these things. Um, and that's why he works as hard as he does is because he wants to overcome that he wants he wants to it's it's almost a form of compensation like i'm going to grind until i fucking die to Mm -hmm. prove that i belong here and whether you like him or not whether you think he's been efficient or not and there's certainly been opportunities where uh that have shown that he was not prepared for a certain situation you can't knock the work ethic and you hope that at some point there's a there's a corner that will be turned and all that hard work will 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 pay off especially for this organization. One of the biggest pushbacks that he got that can, he continues to receive is that he had Patrick Mahomes at Texas Tech at the collegiate level, and, and they didn't win anything, right? And he spoke on that uh, on Pat McAfee. Patrick, just watching him year in, year out from when we got him at Texas Tech to where he is now, the leadership, the work ethic, the preparation is unbelievable how it's developed. And, and that's the biggest thing I see. You watch those guys on his team and they die for him. You know, the way they pick him up, if he's ever on the ground, the way they play for him. Um, but, you know, when he was our quarterback, we did average about 45 points a game. <laughs> <laughs> we were still doing our thing. Don't get it twisted. Um, but, yeah, he, he's fantastic, man. I, I'm, you know. Every time I get a chance to watch them, it's, it's just you never know what you're going to see. Did you know? Listen. <laughs> and that's that's always been my defense. Is like, well, he was hired for his offensive prowess. That's it. He, Yeah, he, he probably could have done a better job putting together a defensive staff, recruiting defensive players mm-hmm. at Texas Tech. Texas Tech in the Big 12 has never been known for defense for what it's worth. Nobody in the Big 12 is known for defense. Yeah. And so everybody with common sense, in my opinion, knew what this was when they hired him. You were trying to take advantage of the the Sean McVay's of the world, these young offensive mm-hmm. minds. And then, and Steve Kime even said as much, he doesn't know defense to, to a great extent. He doesn't have defensive con- contacts. Let's bring in Vance Joseph. And Vance Joseph in part wanted this Cardinal job because he, Cliff Kingsbury has been hands off with the defense. And so he's come to Arizona and, Yes, outside of the collapses at the end of the season, they have been incredibly efficient offensively, and that's what he did at Texas Tech. I think people just want more. Yeah, you know, like they want they want Chiefs level of of offensive production, and yeah. that's what they thought they were going to get. Um, and then you get Kyler in the fold, and you're like, okay, well, yeah, you you got to at least average thirty a game or thirty five a game. You know, like people are always going to want more. It's and and Cliff is learning that it's not going to be as easy uh, as it was in college. You yeah. can't put up forty five points a game in the NFL. It just doesn't happen. You have no. too many elite players, too many smart coaches, and um, and he's adjusting to that. Yeah, hopefully it'll it'll work out here soon, uh, and preferably this season. Because listen, we've been saying they have improved every single year under Cliff Kingsbury, and they have. But you know, there's a there's a certain there's a certain threshold that you get to, and you know, going from eleven to fourteen. That would be something. Yeah, that would be something. And I don't know if uh, I don't know if it's in the cards. Uh, Good hell. This, uh, this that, that pun right there makes me want to transition to a new topic of discussion. But before we do that, go check out GoPHNX.com. Saul and I are here at the Combine for just one more day. But you're going to get exclusive access for the Pac-12 tournament in Las Vegas next week. We're sending the crew. Uh, Shane and company to that tournament. They're going to have a tremendous insight. You can only get it. Go phnx.com. And they just had Marion Jackson on their show today um, in preparation for next week. Um, Hey, Devils, a sleeper pick in the Pac-12 tourney. And you're saying that as somebody who staunchly hates that program, correct? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, they're going to get blasted by Arizona. Don't get me wrong <laughs> in, if they have to match up with them. In but the finals. Got if, if Arizona does not make it to the final, ASU might be the p- team to pick because they are hot right now. You would love to see it. You also love to see the merchandise that we've got going on at the PHNX Merchandise Locker. Go check it out. We've got great cards gear. If you want to load up for the eventual NCAA tournament, go and check out the U of A gear. Uh, we'll see if the Sun Devils make the tournament. That would certainly be something. Um, but you can find all that at more at gophnx.com. Become a member at just under 60 bucks for the year. You get a free T-shirt. You want to dip your toe in. It's $0.50 cents for the first month, Eight ninety nine. 
for the subsequent months. You can get my exclusive article that just dropped or will be dropping in a matter of hours pertaining to uh, rumblings that I'm hearing here at the NFL Scouting Combine off of the field as it relates to Christian Kirk, Hassan Reddick, among others. You can check that out at gophnx.com. All right, Saul, so we have been here. We've seen it all. We've done it all. We've got a couple favorites. We still haven't done the bench yet. We have not. They won't let me go up there and, and tear Oh, I'm pack. going up there. It's a liability thing. Um, I asked you if you would be able to bench 225 once, and you said no. No. I would be maybe able to do it arching my back and tilting myself, which will not count. So I would say no, I can't no, do it at all. Either. No, you have to. You have to. You have to lock it out. You have to lock out. Every single time you got to lock out. So, so our, our boy from Florida, Damian Pierce, who is quickly becoming my favorite prospect here because he's freaking hilarious, uh, <laughs> put on a show today at the bench press. Here's a little bit of a preview. If you didn't make out what he said when he was locking out that his final completed rep, uh, you know, the strength and conditioning coach was about to pick up the bar and he said, and I quote, don't touch that bitch. <laughs> and then and then when he came back down to the chest and he tried to go back up and he got stuck, he said, come get that bitch. <laughs> I mean, it, it, listen, that was the highlight of the day. Uh, but we saw a lot – well, not a lot of dudes. It was like seven guys that actually benched out of like the 30 running backs that were here. That's been a theme here. Uh, yesterday, wide receivers, only two of them lifted. Yeah. Uh, today, uh, offensive linemen, only half of them lifted. Um, guys are preferring not to do that mm-hmm. before they go work out indoors at the field uh, for good reason. There's some fear that the bench press could be numbered here at the Combine for so many people that opting out of it. It, it still, I think, has tremendous value for the offensive linemen and defensive linemen. Mm-hmm. And we saw that this morning. Um, but, yeah, the kid from, I think, Michigan, uh, Hassan, yeah. Hassan Har- uh, Harris? No, no, no. Uh, dang it. Dang it, dang it, dang it, dang it. Uh, anyway. He went to Michigan. Go look him up. He's a 6'2", senior. He bench pressed. Hassan Haskins. Hassan Haskins. Not related to Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> Bench press 225 27 times. Listen, when you see Hassan Haskins in person, he's he's a taller kid. He's 6'2". Yeah. Um, but physically, he did not look the part as like the other guys. The other guys had, you know, they were more physically built, I think you could say. Yeah. He has longer arms. And my guy just murdered it on he, the bench today. I mean, the, all, these, all these guys are supremely gifted specimens. And it just – it. You know, for somebody like Damien, who's five nine, shorter arms like like your boy here, mm-hmm. to see Hassan do that at almost six two, it was unbelievable. Jalen, did you guys talk to any of the D linemen this morning? Has Devontae Wyatt, uh, Winfrey? I missed the last comment. Yeah. Travis Jones met with the cards. We did not have an opportunity to chat. We were checking into our our new hotel. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'll I'll look into that for you, Jalen. Uh, we know that they've met with. They've probably met with them. They've met with a number of offensive linemen. Um, we, we think that this class is going to be heavy for the Cardinals on offensive and defensive linemen for obvious reasons. Yeah, yeah. I, I Listen, this this defensive line class has got me really excited. There's a lot of guys out there um, that we've kind of kept our eye on. Yeah. There's some sleeper picks in later rounds that I think they can get their, their hands on. Um, and we'll give you all that stuff um, probably, if not tomorrow, definitely by uh, by Monday uh, next week. So, um but I'm going to talk a little bit more about Damian yes, Pierce real yes. quickly because he's got some Marshawn Lynch vibes, not necessarily the way he plays, but maybe, and we'll show you a clip here in a second, but just the way he carries himself, how he handles himself at the podium. By the way, he was the fastest player via GPS data at the Senior Bowl. He's 5'9". He's about 215. He was in a split backfield in Florida. So he's somebody that maybe keep an eye on in four, the fourth round, maybe the third round had the fourth highest elusive rate among running back prospects. He averaged almost seven yards per carry against Georgia's front. Um, So you know he's legit. And he also did this last fall. Hands it off to Pierce. Great cutback. Pierce lost his hat, but not his mind. Touchdown. But there's a flag down. The play is dead whenever... Damian Pierce's helmet comes off. But look at that emotion that he's showing right there. Cardinals could use some of that. 
I'm saying, man. Uh, first of all, his helmet came off and the whistle blew. And my man still was like, nah, I don't care. I'm going to try and run teddy. somebody over. That's right. Uh, and he actually laid his – he put his head down to try and hit somebody and got yeah. hit in the head. And he did not care. My guy was pumped up. Plus, it was the rivalry game playing against Florida State. F the Knowles, I'm sure he was thinking in his head. We need some attitude in this draft class, man. I don't care if it's wide receiver, offensive, or defensive line. That's like, that's my thing. Is like I want to draft some dudes that can absolutely play, yep. but also have an edge to them. Um, you know, uh, Trevor Penning, my guy, uh, said that he re- he referred to himself as a prick. Yeah, and uh, we need that- some. And listen, you got to be a, you got to be an asshole out there every mm-hmm. now and then. And guys like Aaron Donald. And guys like Von Miller, uh, they basically just think, you know, F you, yeah. I'm going to run you over. And you have to have dudes that are willing to embarrass them themselves out there. I think the Cardinals are probably lacking that most on the defensive line outside of J.J. Watt. And that's not a knock on on somebody like Zach Allen. But, you know, the defensive tackles they have, they're they're just they're average starters, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so we do not have that young disruptor that a lot of teams have that it takes to win a championship. And so – until they get that piece, and I believe great teams don't let that player hit free agency, they're going to have to find it in the draft. They're going to have to spend a, a premium draft pick, whether it's this year or next year, first, second, third round, on a kid that's got a toughness and attitude with a high motor. Like what we love about Watt and Pete Clays Campbell and Pete Darnell Dockett is their motor didn't stop. Mm-hmm. They were in the backfield. They were they were in the trenches mucking things up. The Cardinals just – they were so – finesse on both sides of the ball and offensively you can be finesse and and still score defensively it was that bend and don't break approach and the minute they stopped getting turnovers saw last year and teams like the colts exposed them to me that just you have to reinforce that front now i i believe a big part of that is getting zavin collins involved because i i think he's got the kind of nastiness and toughness you need it's not perfect he's going to make mistakes but, you know, he's, he's six four and a half. He's 260 pounds. Like, get him in the lineup. But defensive line has to be a priority. It is a priority. Um, but like, like I said, going back to the offensive side of the ball, listen, I understand the defensive line is a priority. you got to stop the run. You yeah. need some maulers up there, especially if you can't find an edge rusher if you lose Chandler Jones. You need somebody to kind of free things up on the perimeter by soaking things up in the middle. Um, but on the offensive side of the ball, like, listen, we got this this clip of uh, Rashad Penny, or I'm sorry, Rashad Penny. I always want to say Rashad Damian Penny. Pierce, no, Pierce. Rashad White. Okay. Um, like you need an offensive lineman to free him up. Leah, Rashad White. Can we have Rashad White? Uh, so I mean, Cardinals. Obviously, you know they've been. Uh, I mean, you know a lot. I, know, I mean, I played two years here at Arizona State. 15 games uh, past two years, so I know they've been very successful, especially like starting out in the beginning of the season. Uh, I mean, what I like to stay in the Valley, I mean, yeah, I like Arizona a lot, so, you know, I wouldn't mind that, of course, but honestly, I'll just say, um, you know, I'll say they're a pretty good team. Got great great, uh, great coaching staff, I think, and uh, yes, of course, I have spoken with them. Like Rashad White is a guy that that I feel like is going to be a game changer for somebody like the Cardinals, the, maybe the Bills. Yeah. Um, and and I, I I've been excited to to see his growth over the last two years, mainly this last season. See what he can do. I feel like he's a more physical, um, well, maybe not a more physical version of of Eno Benjamin, but he's definitely a more elusive version of Eno Benjamin. Yeah. Uh, which would be fun. Jalen says in the comments that three technique that can penetrate and cause havoc. Uh, are the unicorns in the NFL the only way you get one of those is you find one in the draft and you don't let them go. You, it's spot on. C- couldn't say it any better myself. That is uh, something this team has tried to do. They tried to draft Derek Brown. They wanted Quentin Williams. You just they're, they're looking for a – we talked about it with Max Starks yesterday. They're looking for an SEC defensive tackle. Quentin Williams also, by the way, is a name to keep an eye out for. Mm-hmm. The Cardinals love him. They wanted to get him before. Didn't work out, but the Jets are looking to possibly trade him in the offseason as well. Robert Sala, does he fit his defense? Doesn't look like it. Wasn't particularly great last year. I could I could see a deal like that. You know, supposedly somebody like, uh, I believe his name is Gino. Uh, who's the kid, the defensive tackle from Atlanta that went to Georgia? I can't remember. Guys, help me in the comments. Uh, Teddy Jenkins says, Eric Swan also never stopped. Um, yeah. The Cardinals, I think, three biggest needs right now. Defensive lineman, either D-tackle or pass rusher, assuming they can't bring back Chandler Jones or Hassan Reddick. Number two wide receiver. And then I would say 
interior offensive lineman. I'm not putting corner in that big three because I watched Vance Joseph's defense last year, and I'm going to give Vance credit here. Take Robert Alford and Marco Wilson and Byron Murphy and make it work. And they were a really good unit. And Jalen Thompson is interchangeable, as is Buda Baker. I'm not spending the 23rd overall pick on a corner that's not going to play. What do you What do you think about this dream scenario? Right. And we we kind of went over this earlier today. You sign J.C. Jackson. Okay. Somehow you you're able to make the work make it work with Amari Cooper in the trade. Okay. And somehow you're able to bring in a quality running back um, to supplement this offense. Mm-hmm. Is that a win in the offseason? Yeah, I but, think but so. you don't address the defensive line. Yeah, because I think that they would say we have JJ Watt for that and we're paying JJ Watt a premium. And if it's only for a year, he comes off the books next year, then we'll address it. I could see that. I could see if the board doesn't fall to them. Remember, you know, Zach Allen played well at the end of last year. They drafted two fourth round defensive tackles that are going to make the team next year. They were they were picked in the fourth round two years ago, Rashad Lawrence and Lecky Foto. I think that they'll sign a probably tier three defensive lineman in free agency, but nobody, there's nobody of note that you can sign on the defensive line. Mm-hmm. That's going to help you. And I, I do think outside of a, a high draft pick, I could see that scenario. They, they have to find an edge rusher though. They cannot let Chandler Jones go and strike out on Hassan Reddick and then just say, Devon Kennard, here you go. I will vomit in my mouth. If that happens, they will, they will reap the benefit of that in the worst possible way where other teams will have all day to throw you have to get an edge rusher. I don't care if you if you want to take an edge rusher or pick 23. Awesome. But you know what? So a kid better damn play every snap. He better be a starter. That's why I just I just feel like this is the offseason outside of free agency. Free agency is its own animal. When they sign players in free agency, they play, even for Vance Joseph. This draft, the first couple picks need to be offense. They need to be offense because they have not spent enough premium picks on offense. So mm. I just... I am. I have. I just, I'm done giving Vance Joseph all these premium draft resources. I'm I, just done doing. I it. just feel like somebody's going to drop, man. Somebody's going to drop to the Cardinals what at posi- 23. What position? I I feel like defense. Defensively, somebody's going to drop to them. That's a, a premium interior off or defensive lineman. I just and do. I. And but that's fine. Also, on top of that, though, like listen, Malik Willis is skyrocketing up the boards yes. to the point where it looks like he could very legit go to the Lions or the Giants in the top five. Yeah. Like, that's a legit reality. And because of that, other guys start dropping. Yeah. Malik Willis wasn't even a first-round pick before we got to the Senior Bowl. Yeah. And now he's in the he's in the top. And then, on the flip side, Kenny Pickett, who most people felt was a first-round pick, I mean... He's going to be a first-round pick. You didn't? No. Yes. He's still going to be a first-round pick well, because teams are stupid. We will make a bet for that. I, I think he's going to he's fall out of the first... small hands. His hands are super tiny. Super small hands. <laughs> His arm's fine. He played in the <laughs> ACC. Uh, he was a four-year starter and didn't really pop until this year. I think teams are, are wise. I wish I had like a giant-sized football that I could play around with just to show you how yeah, small. small. Now, like every time I see Kenny Pickett's hands inside those gloves, I just I keep thinking about that he, hamburger meme, that he, Burger King meme. He, My hands look so. He small. did play with he did play with gloves. What we looked up did. at Pittsburgh. Tyler Simmons, please don't draft defense. I'm with you, Tyler. Like I, hey Vance, you dug your grave. Okay, <laughs> we're gonna trade Jordan Hicks or we're gonna try to save a little coin here. Play. The fucking kids. Oh, in a dream scenario, then who's the one? Who's the one player that you want them to take at twenty three? If you had to pick right now at twenty three, who are the Cardinals taking? Crystal. Not who you think they'll take, who you want them to Crystal take? Crystal Lave. If they sign Amari Cooper or Cooper's or is really the only wide receiver I want in free agency. If 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 they did not address it, Crystal Lave. If they if they get Amari Cooper, um, like Lyndon Mom. Lyndon Bob to play guard or, you know, Charles Cross or somebody like that, an offensive lineman. There's no tight end I'm taking in the first round. Um, it's it's going to be – I would want it to be a wide receiver from a Power 5 school, preferably Ohio State, Arkansas, somebody like that, not your boy. And I, I want Christian Watson to have a great NFL career. He looked fantastic yesterday. He looked – but you told me, I mean, he didn't dominate the senior bowl, but I mean, you got freaking Joe Schmo throwing to him, a bunch of guys who are going to be undrafted yeah, free agents. Yeah, guys with small hands throwing balls to him. Right. I can't take, I can't, I can't risk another small school guy high in the draft. You want to take a flyer on a guy on day three? Awesome. Do that. John Brown was almost the last pick of the third round. Awesome. Do that. I can't take an Isabella in the second round out of UMass, right? I just, Tulsa, Temple, Clemson, Ohio State, Georgia, 
Alabama powers in the college program with ready-made NFL players is what I'm looking for at pick 23. Hmm. Iowa produces all pro offensive linemen every year. I, I'm just, I'm over it. The kid from Penn State, the kid from Purdue, they're all, I mean, the, the, those have had good programs in recent years. They play in real conferences. No more, no more. And I'm almost, you know what? I'm a little tempted. I'm a little afraid with, with Drake London because the Pac-12 has been so bad. And I'm getting Michael Floyd vibes from him where it's just he's going to have a nice start to his career and then just really never put it together. That scares me, too. You know who produces every year? Like, when's the last time an Ohio State skill player busted outside of Dwayne Haskins, but he played quarterback? Like, they all produce. They all come in and play well. That program, there's both those guys are going to go before 23. Garrett Wilson's going to go top 10. I think, if you know, I'm, Henry Ruggs' situation off the field notwithstanding, I think Chris Olave is a better prospect than Henry Ruggs. He's a better route runner, and and Henry Ruggs went like 12th. He was like the first player receiver draft in that draft. So I'm just saying, like, I, give me Powers 5 schools, all-star players that have a role that we know what to do with, not tweeners from small schools, and we don't play them. Like, can you think of a worse combination than that for this organization? We're going to take a kid who who went to a non-Power 5 school. He doesn't have a position, and we're also not going to play him, and he was the 16th pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. That's, that is anti how you build your team. How about take a kid who ha- is a plug-and-play starter from a, a perennial power program. I'll include Michigan in that, too, because they got a bunch of good players this year, and he's going to play a lot. Like, it's not hard. This is this. We're, I love Kime. He's going to crush it in free agency this month. You know he's going to make like four or five movies. You're going to be like, hell yeah, Kime is back. Thank God we resigned him. And then it, we get to the draft, and it's just like, what? my man, what are you doing? <laughs> you know what you should do, though. Wait, 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 wait. I asked you, <laughs> what would you pick? And Chris you Lave. went on like a four-minute Chris like spiel the people, on like the, the theory love. of what you think is going to happen. I'm like, whoa, what just happened? See, the people, Tasker loves it. I want Alabama, Ohio State, LSU. Yeah, winning program. I'm on board with that. With five-star recruits. I'm on board with that. I am. But, again, like – I, I'm a Chris Olave guy too. If we, if we could get Chris Olave at 23, happen. that'd be fantastic. I don't think it's going to happen either. Traylon Burke, though. But I disagree because I do like Christian Watson. I do. I so, think. No. Listen, he's six foot four Stop. and runs a f- sub four. What was it? Four? Th- was it four two six? Four two six yesterday. He runs a four two six. I think that got revised today oh, though. Somebody God. was fucking with the stopwatch. It was. It was still sub four three five. Remember, Hakeem Butler was fast and tall. Oh, Hakeem Butler was trash. No, he had great, he had better college highlights than your boy. Than Christian Watson? Bro, come on. <sighs> no more small school players. I know you hate small school players, but you can't stop the Cincinnati Bearcats hey, from thriving in this fucking draft. Barf. I'll tell you that much right now. Barf. Children five or older are eligible for the COVID-19 <laughs> vaccine. The vaccine is the best tool we have to reduce the chances of getting sick with COVID. The COVID-19 vaccine can reduce the risk of being hospitalized or dying from the disease. It's safe, free, and highly effective, and vaccines are available. If Drake London Arizona. is there, would you take him? I don't know. A 23? slash find vaccine him. for a location nearest to you. I had, okay, so when was the last time the Cardinals took a player from USC that panned out? Is it said again? When was the last time the Cardinals took a player from that program, USC, and it's panned out? <sighs> Man. Oh, uh, Deuce Latui. Yeah, that's probably, it was, he and Leinert went back to back. That was great. Yeah. They were just like, oh, I, was, I forgot about Leinert. RIP. Um, what's his name? Former Arizona coach. That coached that team? Yeah. Oh, it wasn't Hunt. No, no, no. Oh, the the one before that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Dennis Green. Yeah, RIP Dennis Green, who was oh. just like, I'm just going to draft. He was a great talent evaluator, he was. too. He drafted which is... Dockett and Fitzgerald and, and Dansby. Mm. I wonder what would have happened if Dennis Green stayed one more year. Would he have gotten the most out of Liner? No, Liner is awful. I think he would have saw what Wizen had saw. I don't think Liner Warner. was all that bad, though. Was he? Why couldn't he be good for anybody else? I hey, I know Deuce Latui. My grandpa coached him at Mesa High. That's cool. Oh, that's awesome. There you go, Josh. From Indy. Just curious what places you guys have eaten at. Ooh, we went to uh, we went to St. Elmo's. Uh, where else did we go? Well, we went to Prime 47, not to eat, but to yeah, mingle. So, yeah. And we haven't been back for two days since because... <laughs> 
mama's boy over here <laughs> just can't hang for two nights in a row back to back so we had to take two nights off no and i'm trying to go back I, again t- tonight no nah, i'm going gonna, back tonight i think i'm gonna go see the batman I'm, uh, he's gonna go see the batman i'm gonna go hang out with cliff at the bar uh <laughs> we uh we went to pf chang's last night for 45 minutes this all can get some shrimp because that was the only place that was open that's true and you had to have reservations elsewhere uh we went we uh, we had stadium food at the combine last night because we ended up staying much longer than oh, we thought. Oh, we got to talk about that stadium, too, by the sure, way. Sure, yeah, Listen, yeah. Uh, you know, Johnny is bagged on State Farm Stadium saying they need to. No, they, I, I, wait, wait, you have in You have bagged on it. You said they need to increase the fan experience. It's just not a great. Oh, yeah, that's it's fun. not great. This Lucas Oil Stadium is gorgeous. Yeah. It is gorgeous. Inside, it is gorgeous. It, I did not expect to see what I saw. Um, and it's connected to the convention center, which yeah. is like 85 square miles. Don't take the combine it's, from Indy. It's ridiculous. Yeah, they got to keep it here. Like I know people want to go see it in L.A. No, keep it here. If, it's the, the intimacy of all this and, sh- and all the prospects being available right here in front of you. It's the one place in the world where you can go see high-level coaches and, and players in the same place at the same time and not feel like you need to be escorted around by security. If you take the combine out in Indianapolis, guys who look like me will have no access <laughs> in places like LA or Dallas. I'll oh, try I to, Could you I'll imagine try I was to, trying to get into Nobu. Yeah. I was yeah, trying right. to roll up to the club to meet cliff or whomever. That ain't going to happen. Everything will be walled off, limited access. Yeah. If you want your local media and we're digital media, so we're hip and cool to have access you got to hope it stays in Indy. This is a, a, a fantastic setup. I, I don't want to fight like Kendall Jenner to try and get into a restaurant. Like, no. that's not happening. No. There's no way I'm going to win that battle. We, I got to, like, get a hookup. This convention center, there's people. It's just, it's the most incredible access. There's, like, two fantastic. bars that everybody goes to. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, uh, when I say everybody, I mean coaches. So, let's tell them who we saw. So, we saw Matt LaFleur. Mm-hmm. We saw Nathaniel Hackett, new mm-hmm. uh, head coach of the Mike McDaniel. Broncos. Yeah, I shook Mike McDaniel's hand, and then he went on Pac McAfee today and said that he thinks he's going to get sick because he's been shaking people's hands a lot. <laughs> and I'm like, is that about me, Mike? I, did, I didn't shake his hand. I did. I, I just said, hey, you're an interracial sensation like I am. And he's like, oh, my God, why do people sleep on us? <laughs> it so was funny, hilarious. Because, like, what, a month ago, I saw that the Niners were going to get a comp pick for him, and I sent it to Saul. I'm like, what the fuck? And he's like, you couldn't believe it. I didn't know he was interracial. I had no idea. Hey, my man, I did not know that he was uh, interracial. I thought we were going to get a comp pick for Vance Joseph. That never happened. So we saw them. And then, I mean, yeah, just everywhere. It's been fantastic. Our experience has been great. We hope you've enjoyed it. Are we done for the week or what are we doing? Uh, we have one special little episode that we'll be dropping tomorrow. Yep. Um, that will be audio only. Monday, we will not have anything going on because, uh, you know, Johnny's guy gets his rest, and so do I. I. No, you said we could. <laughs> Bless, we, we'd like to see our families and hang out with them for a little bit. Just for a day. Just for a day. That's We've all been we're gri- asking. Hey, man, this two-man crew has been grinding the hell out of this combine. Hopefully, you've enjoyed our coverage. We've enjoyed bringing it to you. We will become a fixture here at the NFL Combine for many years to come. And I'll be honest with you, you know, respect to everybody locally in Arizona media-wise. We're the only people here doing this shit. The only ones. The only ones here at the combine, the only ones talking to people behind the scenes. I um, ask every prospect I can if they've met with the Cardinals, and I tweet it out. Nobody else yep. is doing that. Nobody. And I do it for you. I do it for this man. PHNX Cardinals live from the combine, signing off one last time as I go to the Batman. <laughs> See you next week. See you week. at the club. <laughs>